Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com Always use your head And we implore you we ask of you, we insist upon you, this is an election year, why don't you vote for a candidate that has your best interests in mind and that's yours truly it's me, it's me, it's CDP and to support our campaign with my running mate, Mr. Belaz, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot teacher. As a matter of fact, pick up an official Platt Belaz 2020 t-shirt. I support because that. we can't do it alone. We need you. We need listeners like you. We need voters like you. Because we're here for you. We are going to make America great and implore you all to always use your head. And while you're there, you might as well pick up a hashtag journalism, save tech team wrestling, Jesus did the job, and many, many other cool designs. All jokes aside, if you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, the best way to can make sure we continue to provide that content is by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I am joined by my running mate, Vice President Blaz. My campaign manager. No, just never. I was ago. never ever your campaign manager. Not even like <laughs> no. To leave it's far away from this as possible. Buy the T-shirt, great. Everything else, crap. <laughs> so that's BC Tunney, and ladies and gentlemen, we've got a guest in the house. It's really not a guest. He's more like family. He's an extended member of the Pot is War family. The host of Attitude Aggression and Bandwagon Nerds. My personally good personal friend. Put your hands together and show your love for the one, the only, Mr. Dave Ungar. Hey, go Dave! I love Ungar. The official legal counsel for the uh, Platt Belaz 2020 campaign. Oh uh, man, why campaign. would you put your name on that? There you go. There Why? You go. 
Good luck. I got my kid of star. We good, baby. I got four words <laughs> waiting for you when it's all over, Dave. I told you so. We hey, good. I'm all I'm all for you uh, you fellas running this country. I mean, it, it would definitely be an improvement. So. Canada, we here can't I come. do worse, man. No. <laughs> there we go. We That's the campaign thing. slogan. But bless, we can't do worse. You can't do worse. <laughs> that should be on the shirt. That should have been on the back of the shirt. <laughs> that should have been shit. <laughs> I mean, you either got Sleepy Joe who's uh, entering his second phase of dementia or old Agent Orange there. So, I mean, yeah, you, we, you literally can't do it. We literally can't do any worse. Just don't give me the nuke codes and, and a bottle of Soko and everything will be copacetic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Inauguration day, you know, plastic there with a with a bottle of Southern Comfort. Fuck it, let's go, let's party. Let's do this thing. I stand on hey, a. You know they gave me the codes, right? I stand on a I, I, strawberry I, 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 whiskey I liqueur platform. Yeah, you know they gave me the codes, right? I could push the button. You see, yeah, my push button. Push be like, oh this, shit, I pushed the button. Yeah, what does this button do here? Oh fuck. Oh shit. How do you unpush a button? Uh, who's got a Cease and desist? I don't know. There's got to be an overwrite, right? <laughs> Somebody get Taiwan on the phone, please. <laughs> yeah, of all places, let alone random country that we don't have an issue with. Or you'd bomb like the Philippines. Be like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> oh, they're not let, island. Let them over. It's just let more. Them know they should evacuate. <laughs> It'll be like Canadian bacon where uh, Platt decides we need to invade Canada. You know, we really do. Bob. That's him, though. He'll just get drunk on a raft and leak over the fucking river and the border, and he'll be like, oh, my God, it's a U.S. invasion. No, I don't I don't like how Trudeau talked to me in, in our uh, state's meeting. You know what? Fuck that motherfucker, man. We invading Canada. We need some more space anyway. Jesus Christ. That Manifest works. destiny. That would make the trip to Alaska a lot better if Canada wasn't in the way. So yeah, there we go. There we go. That that That's the platform right there. I'm just kidding, Canadians. I love you. I've always had a great time anytime I've been in Canada. Unless you're a midget. Of course. Whatever. You can't say the M word. I, my BB I can say the M word. Remember? That's the rule. That's part of the whole platform that we're on here. <laughs> Did you guys realize the Stanley Cup will actually be competed for in Canada for the first time since 1993? That doesn't mean a Canadian team's going to win. But yeah. it will be played in Canada. I mean, consider so. the Canadian teams. They're not going to win. <laughs> like, Maybe. Edmonton looks good. Vancouver, who knows? No. Van Vancouver is always a, like a fleeting like hope. That's good. Yeah. I, it's it's amazing that... that is that what happened? It's amazing <laughs> that the biggest city in Canada can't put the <laughs> money behind Gretzky's the team back on the to make the Maple Leafs good again. <laughs> You know, Gretzky might have, like, a couple more games in him for, like, this abbreviated playoff oh, thing. God. Like, I can okay. see Gretzky for, like, okay. 20 games. Yep. <laughs> Here comes the train called Delusion. It's not like they hit anymore, so, you know, it's not as bad as it used to be. I'm sure somewhere where Yamir Yager's like, yo, I'm ready. What's good? What's up? I'm good. Let's go. 48. Let's go. Yeah. Best shape of my life. Until, like, last year, wasn't it? Now he's on, like, some Russian team, I think. Well, think about that, though. If he didn't have to travel in a bubble, that's a lot easier for a guy who's getting up there in age. He don't have to get in a plane and sit there. He's in one spot. He can recover quickly. I mean, that's really a dream for an older player. So you're trying to bring yeah. Lemieux, dust off Lemieux, and maybe we can get Mark <laughs> Messier on this motherfucker? He looked 50 when he was playing, though, so he's got to be, like, 78 by now, right? 
Listen. So is that the secret wild card is we just bring back like the all-star team from the last 20 years who can still actually strap on some skates I'm, and need to go through that? I'm fairly certain Gordy Howe I'm fairly certain Gordy Howe scored a goal in the minor leagues in his 60s. Well, that was his gimmick though. He wanted to play in like what, like 7 or 8 decades. That that was part of his gimmick. Something like that, yeah. 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 He wanted to play pro in like 7 or 8 decades or something like that, which I mean, yo man, that's good for you. More power to you. And nobody's going to be the guy that, like, checked Gordie Howe and finished his career. That's just, that's not something people want even in hockey. <laughs> no, because LeVar Arrington doesn't play hockey. Otherwise, he would have been the one to do it. Right away with the Redskins reference. I mean, Washington football team references. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, I can't say, you can't team, yes. say that anymore. I mean, he was a Redskin at the time. It is accurate. Thank you. Thank and, you for defending the, me, Andrew. That's right. Hey, I mean, man, it's I'm, like it's I'm like a... when we talk about Bret Hart. He was a WWF champion. We're not going to call him a WWE champion now, are we? He also got no. his head knocked off by Goldberg. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. There we go. I, we're we're head-knocking off in football players. There we go. Perfect segue. We... I've been yeah. surrounded by Redskins paraphernalia to prove that they existed at yeah. some point in time. <laughs> well, speaking of people almost getting their heads knocked off and uh... – High temperature things. What do you say we get into topic number one, gentlemen? Does it involve football players too? Yeah, it does. Uh, actually, oh uh, somebody made sense. He's like position of the decade at his player of the decade at his position. Here, let's listen to what happened. You just happen to kick a football every now and then, and all of a sudden you feel like you're really, really important. Of all people to say that to me, that I surround myself with super talented people, and that's the only reason that I was successful. Whoa, you're a whoa, psycho. Whoa, whoa. We didn't say Jesus. only reason. Uh-oh. We said it's main reason. Main, okay, okay. Main reason. That's and, exactly what you're saying. And since you just kind of took a little jab there at my profession. That jab, I used you've been to taking jabs at me this whole show. No. 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 I was the player of the decade at my position in the NFL, I, being a punter. So although I was surrounded by good people, it was just me and a ball. And, and Pat, guess what? I was the longest reigning NXT champion of all time. And guess who did that all by themselves? Oh, that's right, me. Did it all by myself. Now, don't believe that. Mm-hmm. We've watched the takeovers, Adam. The Undisputed Era is the main reason why you've succeeded. But by the way, smart. That's good business. Hey. That's business, baby. That's very smart. Well, and especially for you, because, you know, you're kind of small. <laughs> We're going to go with the size thing now. <laughs> Fuck you, Pat. Seriously, I'm sick of your shit. I come the whole way here, take time away from my family to come to do your stupid fucking show. And you're going to continue to disrespect me. Don't touch me. Whoa. Whoa. Fuck oh, you, Fuck you. No, fuck you. Get out of here. Shit. Gentlemen, I honestly, I, I know of the story. I read all about what happened, but I wasn't intrigued enough really to watch it until I had to pull that clip for today. And boy, if, if that doesn't smell like a work to me, I, I don't know what is. I would love to see a match between these guys. I think it would really, you know, create some interesting things. But kudos to them. They pulled it off really well as a work. I mean, it's believable, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but... Uh, what are your thoughts, gentlemen? Okay, so first and foremost, man, I knew Pat McAfee because I've seen clips of his show on YouTube. I had no idea he played football, and let alone was a punter. I had no clue, let alone was the punter of the decade. I didn't know. I, come on, man. I, I, I know two punters. I know Reggie Roby 
And I know the brother that was putting in Oakland that they said smashed Kim Kardashian allegedly. And, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what those two guys have in common. Anywho, obviously this was a work, but doesn't wrestling work best when people are actually questioning whether or not stuff was real? I mean, this gave me Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler vibes. Uh, that time that Chris Jericho went on Larry King when um, when uh, Mickey Rourke was on there and he called in and they had their little angle, the CM Punk pipe bomb. Wrestling just works better when they blur those lines and you don't quite know what's real and what's fake. Yeah, this was fake, but it was cool. They got him some notoriety. And McAfee is an athlete, technically. You know, punter. Eh. <laughs> yeah, technically, that, that, that is an athlete. He was a professional athlete. And he's got some size on him. And Adam Cole's good enough where if the angle is hot enough, he can carry them to a good match. I mean, we got some Jerry Lawler, Andy Kaufman matches. Come on now. So, yeah, they could make this work. And it's cool in the game, a little public publicity. I was a little disappointed this evening because I thought they, they alluded to it on NXT that Cole was going to apologize to him. And you, you guys can forgive me if I'm you know speaking out of school if that angle actually happened because I didn't see it. So I was a little disappointed with that. But we'll see what happens. Maybe this is the big match for the, the next TakeOver show. Who knows? I mean, it, it's got to be a marquee match for some reason. And, yeah, they, I think they alluded to McAfee showing up soon because Triple H went on to McAfee show a couple of days ago to clear the air and basically said that, you know, it was just a misunderstanding and, and uh, Adam Cole tweeted his apology. So now the next step is to get them kind of in the same room and see what happens. So more worked shoot angles, quote unquote, and it's it's probably going to lead to a takeover match or something like that. But that's fine. I mean, you know, McAfee took bumps really drunk by Rip Rogers. You know, he trained Cena. He's like the best trainer ever. And McAfee trained under him one night because he was drunk and had a ring. And it was it was just great. Like, you know, you, you're, you're not going to you down like disrespect or uh, underestimate Pat McAfee. Like, have you hit, seen him hit people? Like, he's a big guy. He, he can truck a motherfucker. It's, it's going to be good. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Pat McAfee is uh, taking lots of bumps. Um, yeah, anybody who thought this was a shoot? Drunken bumps. Drunken stories. bumps. Yeah. Oh, I thought <laughs> yeah. we were talking about cocaine. My bad. Yeah, you know, no. Hey, hey, Maybe hey. if he got hit by, like, Sean Taylor like that one punter did. Now that, I would be impressed. <laughs> then I'd be impressed with his bump taking if, if that was that guy. But, yeah, does anybody actually think that this was a, a fucking shoot? Because there's, there's no way this was a shoot. My only complaint about this is, you guys are probably right, it's going to show up on TakeOver 30 at some point, but but it's like, God, is this really the best that we have for Adam Cole at this point in time? I mean, what, what do you guys think about that? I mean, he's not in the title picture, it doesn't look like. Um, he's not going to be in the ladder match, I, I don't think. Um, so, really, Cole versus McAfee is the best we can do with him right now? I got two things for you. One... This is Cole's transition up into the main roster, and we're going to see Cole McAfee as the celebrity match at SummerSlam. And two, why can't McAfee come away with a Piper's Pit kind of thing for the main roster after this? Like, this makes him have lots of heat coming out if he wants to with any other superstar, and he's just another vehicle to get somebody over. And, I mean, he's done things with 
the E before. I think he's been on some of their network shows and stuff like that, maybe even like pre-shows and things of that nature. So he kept going on, on about NXT how great a bunch the NXT of times. pre-shows were. He did. He kept I saying mean, how great it was, and I'm like, uh, the NXT pre-shows are pretty much useless most of the time. <laughs> when he's been okay. on there, it's been great. He's been great on the pre-shows, yes. in my opinion. He also showed up that one time when NXT took over SmackDown after Saudi Arabia told them they couldn't leave because of whatever reason, so he showed up for commentary. So McAfee's been doing a lot. He's he's in at least good graces with Triple H. I don't know how him and Vince are. But, I mean, the best part to McAfee's whole angle is he's playing the heel in, a, in effect because he's not lying, and he's getting himself over by demeaning... Cole by not lying because I, I loved how he brought up the honorable ring earlier in the uh, pr- promo or interview whatever you want to call it and then he could have easily said you've never won anything by yourself first you needed a kingdom then you needed a club and now you have an era you know he could have really built onto that that he's done absolutely nothing by himself and that people don't like to hear the truth so McAfee's kind of playing heel in this and that's that could also be another fun direction if they use this as a pivot point for Undisputed Era where they don't know where to go, so the only way to go is face. And Vince doesn't know what's going on, man. You tell Vince Pat McAfee, he think you're talking about that Eric Andre-looking dude that plays quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He don't know. Or he's thinking Eric Andre. That'd be funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> could you imagine Eric Andre in the WWE? <laughs> Actually, or I could, could. could be thinking Andre the Giant, too. You never know with Vince. <laughs> Imagine Eric Andre the Giant. Oh, my God. Eric Andre the Giant. That'd be one big stand-up comic, man. Just guzzling down gallons of ranch. <laughs> but you guys raise a good point about this could be the uh, the trigger to turn um, Undisputed Era face. Because really, where else, what else can they do as heels at this point? I mean, they've, they've done it all. If they're going to go to the main roster at some point, then, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I guess I'd, I'd rather see Cole as a face and let, let's see what he can do with that whole thing. I think the rest of the guys stay in NXT. For me, this is Adam Cole separating away. The big point here was you needed help all the time. So now this is where Adam Cole moves along, becomes his own star. Right. And I thought the, the first half of that interview was actually pretty good, where it was where the first half was like legit, like a shoot. And they were just talking about stuff. And then when he started to bring up, well, you're nothing like Shawn Michaels. You're nowhere close to Shawn Michaels. You couldn't even, you're not even in Shawn Michaels' jockstraps category. You know, and that, of course, started the whole thing where Cole started to get pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I'll jump out of here and let you guys take your last run at this topic. But for me, it was like that and the quick turn to, you know, we're really mad at each other. And then obviously the push with the guy who came in from the side is like, oh, no, i I'm not buying this one. I'm sorry. Remember that guy's got colitis. You know, yeah, you gotta watch. You gotta watch out for that. Yeah. And I mean, theoretically, this is a vehicle to kind of elevate Cole because you're thinking he they were they're gonna get some mainstream attention. I I haven't been watching Sports Center since the pandemic because why? But I I don't know if this was on Sports <laughs> Center or Fox Sports or anything like that. How much mainstream attention did this get? Minus the internet. If, if, you know, I'm not saying it did, but I'm saying that was the plan, obviously. Now, whether or not it worked out, who knows? But I'm intrigued. Hey, sure. Like, I'm, I'm not going to bury it. I like McAfee. I like his show. Cole's obviously a good worker. He puts on great matches, can talk. I haven't been upset with his work. So we'll see 
and then hopefully it leads to something bigger and better and more exciting. Oh, well, thank you for gracing us with your opinion and wisdom, old powerful IWC war chief. Oh, yeah, like you added much, too, there. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know <laughs> if it was on TV. You're like, I barely even heard about this for the topic I'm about to talk about, but, eh, fuck it. That's Chris Platt, everybody. <laughs> so you really just going to twist my words and say something that I clearly did not say? You're perfect for politics. That's why you're my VP, man. Damn <laughs> right. There we go. 19 and a half minutes. It's a new record, folks. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back for topic two. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. That's really the only thing I didn't have so far tonight is a little bit of the bubbly. I'm working on a few margaritas, a few Coors Lights, a couple IPAs, some other things. But I'm feeling great. We're having a good time. Slow slow night for you, Tony. <laughs> Maybe. It's the Wednesday Night War. Speaking of Adam Cole, baby, not on tonight's show. I believe Andrew would be the he perfect... Was. Yeah, he made a run-in. Literally a run-in. Like I said, and there was a backstage segment. Like I said, run-in and backstage segment for Adam Cole tonight. Um, Andrew, it, it, giving that last example, I think you'd be the best to uh, you know begin this topic and set it up for everybody. Seeing as how I did not catch anything except for you know watching the end of NXT the last 45 minutes while trying to do a few things. Okay, I, I see where you're going with that. And much like we usually talk about, and I usually end the segment with that, but I'm just going to start it off with, I still enjoy NXT a hell of a lot more than AEW. AEW was going strong for a little bit there, and then the last like two months, roughly, they've really started falling off, not even the rails, just off, off the fucking cliff. And I it, it hurts just to try to watch that. Like, I'd rather watch... 2000s WCW back to back with 2012 TNA, then on, actually man. watch AEW. You, you, you putting extras on it now, man. You being hyperbolic. No, I'm, I'm really not being hyperbolic. David Arquette could be my champion, and then, oh yeah, yeah, and we can have more Dixie Carter on TV than you can shake a stick at. I'm okay with all that because this shit is just—it makes no sense. It's just bad. And I, it hurts. It's I can barely pay attention. Hey, the to that TNT show. Championship is supposed to be finished sometime in September. So there you go. Maybe it'll be finished once they get challengers with muscles or muscle definition. Cause fucking Warhorse, as much of an IWC fucking like darling he was, he looked like a 15 year old cosplaying the Ultimate Warrior after he just went to Spencer's to get a vest and some fucking heavy metal fucking patches. Like, I've seen that kid at Metallica concerts and Overkill concerts up in Starland Ballroom. Like, he doesn't belong in a ring with somebody who looks like an adult. And 
Diamante. She was in Impact for a little bit. I've seen a little bit of her work. She's not in the same class as Sheeta. That shouldn't have been on television. I, and then now, ooh, the, the whole women's tag team cup is basically lethal lottery, but now it's color-coordinated lethal lottery instead of just, you know, picking two people out of a bowl and then having them become a team. And they they got Cameron. Cameron, the Funkadactyl, and Zack Ryder showed up to save Cody from two stooges. Like, hey, but you got to you got to admit, Zack was jacked, man. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's he was. fine, but he's still Zack. <laughs> he, he's still the Long Island IZ. So ooh, where's that gonna ooh, go? Ooh. Yeah, no, we, no, we we see how far <laughs> Sean Spears has been pushed because you know WWE didn't do him right. I guess Sean Spears and Zack Ryder are going to get together for, like, Midgard Magic or whatever That's the fucking name's going to be. Partner, He's been there we go. You're right. for six months. There it is. Yeah, and then Telly's going to shoot himself in the fucking head because he's like, this is what I get? All right, I'm done. I'm out. But the only thing I still like from AEW, which is usually the thing that I talk about, I love what they're doing with FTR and Hangman. And I also like how there was that little bit of a sprinkle with Arn in there. Like you're kind of putting the horsemen back together and you're pushing Arn away from Cody because Cody's steering more into the heel gimmick and Arn doesn't really appreciate that. So that that's still over with me. I still like that. But aside from that, the rest of AEW is a fucking waste of time to me. But NXT, NXT started off with a decent tag match with EO and Tegan versus Dakota and Candice. Got storyline moving. That was fine. Shotzi and uh, Mercedes Martinez got the Robert Stone brand over a little more. Keith Lee cursing, getting bleeped, and getting angry. Chris, I don't know if you saw that, but you have been proud because you get get annoyed at how eloquent he is. And he was not eloquent, and he beat the fuck out of Cameron Grimes. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then Dexter Loomis, his creepy fucking ass, just coming out of nowhere and just sort of, like, crawling up behind Timothy Thatcher and, like, putting him to sleep all rapey-like. Like, that was that was fantastic. So, I really enjoyed NXT. We t- I talked about my points on AEW. Uh, Dave, you have any counters or different highlights and maybe more positive outlook on AEW? I'm not as negative on AEW as you are. That not not not, not that negative. I, I I agree with you that I enjoy NXT more. But I mean, I've been watching NXT for what five years that the my own podcast has been going, and I love NXT. I always have, always will. Um, you know, I I think AEW's got a few things going. I mean, the MJF Moxley thing that's got that they have coming up. That's not going to be competitive. Moxley's going to destroy him. Um. You know, I don't know what the hell they're doing with the inner circle anymore. I, I can't understand why uh, Santana and Ortiz lose to everybody in sight. It's like, what have we done with this team that was formerly known as LAX? I don't get that. Um, the women's tag tournament is like, your women's division is, is pretty much trash as it is. And now you're going to revolve a whole tag tournament around it? How, how is that, that going to help you? When, you know, like I'm watching, like, what was it, la- that match last week, that Diamante and Ivelisse and the chops that the girls do, it's like, here's two good ones and followed up by three shitty ones. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't see that in NXT or even on the main roster. You don't see that stuff. So I don't. How, how about, since you brought up last week, just to kind of play off of that, how about them looking like, like, off color, like people pick the same Kitana or Melina from like old school Mortal Kombat? Because their, their, their promo picture was them both. Just in a like a mat, like the dude, like Blood's yeah. Crips kind of mask over the yeah. face thing, and I'm like, it was like 
Sub Zero and Scorpio. It's exactly. It's just like, why the too. fuck wouldn't you tell one of them dress slightly different to look different and get yourself over instead of being blue Latina, red Latina? One of them's gonna win. Fight. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, AEW is, is okay, but I agree with you. NXT is the far superior show right now. I love what they're doing with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. It's fantastic. And bringing out this, I mean, and like last week, I love last week because it's like the end of NXT last week. It's like, is this Rocky Four? Am I watching Rocky Four right now? Because this is Rocky fucking Four going on here. You know, no, don't throw in the towel. It's like, well, all right, you're going to get killed by this Drago dude over here. But because um, if we can change the- and yous can change, then we all can change. We all. Yeah. There we go. I, I, I was yeah. waiting for that. <laughs> Seeing Keith Lee trying to speak like uh, the Italian stallion would be slightly disturbing, but <laughs> yeah. But uh, I love what they're doing with Lee and, and Karrion Cross. Um, I, you know, I was a little surprised Dexter Loomis won tonight. I I don't feel the whole Dexter Loomis thing. I I, I just he's okay, but I I was expecting Thatcher to win. They've been pushing him so hard lately. I didn't think Finn would win because it looks like they're really setting up this ladder match as, you know, breakout tournament number two with a ladder and an NXT North American championship involved. I think they, they want to push some of the new guys and give them that showcase. And so I figured it, oh, it's going to be Loomis or Thatcher. I thought Timothy Thatcher would win. Um, but you know, Finn, <laughs> Finn carried a lot of that. Let's, let's, let's be real about this. And, um, yeah, I mean, NXT continues just to deliver their women's division seems to be kind of regrouping a little bit. Um, so I, I love what's going on in NXT. A, a, I don't I don't hate AEW, not not even close to that. They've got some issues, sure. I, I mean I think I think that and you know they're kind of like trying to set themselves apart from WWE WWE so much. It's like you got to flip this page, Omega breakup already. This has been slow burn to the point where now you're just waiting for it and it's dragging on too much, and I think it's damaging what they're trying to accomplish. It's like you can't shoehorn everything into all out in three weeks. So. Their, their strongest part of their roster could have been the tag team division, and they fucked that up since those guys got the belt. It should be. It should be their strongest part of their division. I mean, we should get FTR versus the Young Bucks. You know, I, you want to drag that out to all out, that's fine. But the tag division has been their strength, and lately that hasn't been been their strength. I mean, the NXT tag division isn't really much better, if we're being honest. But um, but I agree with you, Tony. The, the tag division in AEW should have been a focal point. And it really hasn't been lately. So I thought both these shows were trash tonight. I'm just going to say that. But I think that <laughs> hold back, NXT but... has kind of reversed their course a little bit. I think initially they were trying to do out indie AEW. That clearly didn't work. So then they reversed course and said, okay, so what do we have that AEW doesn't have? We got these big, beefy melon farmers that look like if they got into a fight, they could beat somebody's ass. We saw I was the extension of Keith Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and at least 250 pounds. Like they yeah. they strapped the rocket to Keith Lee, which I enjoy. Obviously, carrying Cross, him and his match with Dijakovic last week, even last week with uh Cameron. What's what's the guy's name? The uh, Australian brother that won the three way oh, to get into the Bronson ladder. Reed. Bronson Reed. Thank you, thank you. Paul and Hogan. Loomis won tonight. So I think yeah. So I think they're counter programming with what they have. They've got some big melon farmers that look like they can actually beat somebody up, and that's the way they're. That's the direction they're trending right now. Um, as far as AEW, they're treading water right now. And one thing that I don't like about, well, there's a lot of things I don't like, but my main beef with them is that 
they bring these guys in, these big guys, and they give them this big push, but then their first big match, they lose. You know, we saw it with Lance Archer. We saw it, obviously, most recently with Nick Cage. It's like, you know, wash, rinse, and repeat. Nick Dude, Cage should have definitely... again, Brian that match. Cage, not Nick Cage. Nick Cage is a hardcore wrestler oh, from Andrew, Jersey. Andrew, you don't know shit. <clears throat> you weren't there when what? Nick Cage took on Tokyo 3K? At the nope. at the Nick at the Cage at the super at the super Silverdome, you weren't there. Played, no, no, he, no. Nick Cage is a comic book character because he's a Ghost Rider. That's how that works. That's Nick Cage. Thousand people, man. In the What's super that about in New Orleans. Luke Cage, right? <laughs> no, no. Nick Cage was wearing his John Travolta mask as Ghost Rider because his skull was on fire, while he put somebody through a table while doing the yeah, drill claw. The dude that walks out with Taz playing his best ball, Haney. The dude? You're bringing the dude into this now? Oh, you better back off. Don't bring the dude into this. Yeah, well, that's like your opinion, man. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. That's all Man, I don't really care about anything Cody has to do without a crowd. He really needs a crowd because you really see the deficiencies in his wrestling matches because he's trying to do the John Cena right now. When John Cena did the Open U.S. Challenge and he had those fire-ass matches with everybody, that's what Cody's trying to do. But his matches don't work without a crowd because he's not the best wrestler in the world, but he has such a strong emotional connection with that crowd that it makes his matches really good. And without that, he's lacking something. Plus, come on, man. Get off the juice, bro. I'm look. I'm tired of looking at your uh, your uh, your 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 back bumps, your back knee. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned the John Cena thing because I was thinking about that earlier today. That this open challenge is their best attempt to replicate the magic that took place there. Problem is, a Cody, you're not John Cena, and B, your roster when you're bringing in it. And Jake Parnell, no offense to him, because he's. Uh, stand out in like one of our friends Dynamo Pro Wrestling they've been involved with us our various shows at various times um, but yeah I mean you're not you're not Neville you're not the, like the match against Sami Zayn that one night that we all remember um, or any of the other great matches that Cena had so none of that stuff it's all kind of falling short at I'll... this point and, and go ahead go ahead Tony no go ahead finish I'm done man I, I want to hear what you have to say fuck me I'll... I want to hear what you have to say <laughs> I'm on. A, I'm, I'm leaving to get on a plane right now. I'll be there shortly. Um, Ew! There you go, Dave. Look at that, man. You got some. All you had to do was ask. Look at that. You got some right, baby. It only took four and a half years. Anyway, jokes aside. Oh fuck! Here's the deal. That's a joke. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it was a joke. Sorry, didn't mean to disappoint you. Um, Cody Rhodes. Why isn't he the best tool to put talent over through this? Isn't that what they're thinking? Like, I'll play the counterpart. And it's the only positive here is, like, if you want anybody to try and find new talent or to get guys up on a storyline or anything else and try and run young guys through and see what's going to happen, yeah, Andrew, I see your face. I'm really stretching here. I'm trying to play the Colin Cowherd, Skip Bayless role here and take the the horrible path and, and, and reconcile it. But you're, you're, I'm trying. you're not very good at it. No, keep keep trying. You can die on that cross. Let's go. Maybe upside down like Peter. I don't know. So are are you, are you saying they, hold on hold on hold on? So are you guys saying that it's a killer cross? 
Yes. You yes. said the word killer, Platt. Yeah. I didn't really believe in what censor, I was saying anyway. It sounds like a good <laughs> sounds like a good way to end this one. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. It's a new day. Yes, it is. The time is now, the moment is here. We're making it clear. We sure no fear because we gonna make it. Putting on a fresh coat of paint. Doom, doom. Doom, doom. <laughs> doom, doom. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. I've been. Uh, no, I got it. I got it. You're good. You're good. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. The vocal, the vocal stylings of Christopher Platt. So, I've been saying this for literally years, and Platt's. We been, all have. We all, I know. We, I know. We I, all have. I know. I agree. I agree. Let me be quiet. Go ahead. No, let's make this happen. Go ahead. Let's make. I want. I, no, no, this no. is this is the campaign I want to get behind. Not. I. I mean, buy the shirt. But I mean, come on, guys. But Big E is the campaign I want to get behind. Go ahead, Chris. You've been shitting on me all week on all of our shows that we do together. Man. It works. What, what is it this? works. This shit on Plat Week. Does like, it work? It doesn't work. No, it's, it's what, fine. It, instead of Shark Week, it's shit on Plat Week. Okay, cool. What do you want? Tony just... just wants to get behind Thickums. That's what he was trying to look for. He just couldn't say it because he couldn't remember his nickname that his grandmama gave him that one time. Thickums. Tony loves him some Thickums. I don't understand what that means. Um, so Chris, I, yeah, but, uh... <laughs> that was a promo. What the fuck? Don't you? I, ha- I don't barely watch the WWE product. I probably like it the See, least out of everybody here. And I remember that. Why? Because it's fucking amazing and cringy not, in a beautiful not, way. It's not just you, Platt. <laughs> I'm shitting on everybody. So don't feel bad. Except for Dave. All right, it's fair. Fair enough. You can so, shit on me, Tony. That, that's our see, next See, that's why I'm not so. getting on that plane. That's why I'm not getting on that plane, okay? <laughs> it's not coronavirus. It's the uh, shit tower. Anyway, go ahead, man. I was going to say, Tony, if you play your cards right, man, he might fly you out first class. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> You'll be the only one in first class, but, you know, that's all right. <laughs> Got to get his own peanut meal. The right. <laughs> you want a sir, hot towel, sir? You know? Do you need to use the bathroom, sir? No, I'm holding it for a special occasion. <laughs> Pot is more. I'm holding it for a special occasion. There's the title for this episode. It's pretty fucking good, yeah. Either that or I've got colitis, one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, all you got to do is watch the Paramount Network between the hours of 2 and, and 6 in the afternoon, and they'll give you a, a pill for that sort of thing. Awesome. They'll advertise it like 20 times. Is, is that the one I text in my message to Frank Thomas, or is that something different? No, Frank Thomas is going to help you get them hoes. Like, hey, oh, man, you want right. about 40, you want to get at these hoes? Get some eugenics. <laughs> he don't even look like he worked out for an entire week before that commercial. He came in soft as hell. It's like, Frank, no. Why didn't they cut that? Why didn't they shoot that at a different angle? You don't, like, and then you get the other guys come in, like Doug Flutie and Andy Van Slyke, and they're cut as hell. It's like, Frank, were you even taking it every day? Were you even taking it? I mean, to be fair, you also need, like, three Doug Fluties to make one Frank Thomas. So, like, Van Slyke is ripped, dude. Van Slyke could get in the ring and kick Cody Rhodes' ass. Uh, the girls There's out your there. Open oh. challenge, man. Do it. There we go. That Cody's a cow. Doesn't let it happen. Booking by Tony. Ooh, they're like ooh, the Booking big hurt. Yeah. More like the big hunt. <laughs> hey, Frank, what's your secret? Hey, my G, you want to get at these hoes? Get <laughs> <laughs> as a person. Uh. Anywho, so Big E. I don't know how to transition. I don't know how to transition. Yeah, I guess there is a corollary there. Between Biggie Frank and Frank Thomas, Thomas are kind of same size, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> fair yeah, enough, fair enough. But this is the moment we've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. We've all said it on all of our various platforms for years. Not just us, literally, literally everybody. We all saw Biggie. We all saw what he was. And, you know, I'm famous for saying that. I compare Biggie. I said he's basically Mike Tyson and Don King rolled into one package. That's how high I thought of him. And the That's way that they off. did it, no. But the way that they set this up, man, it wasn't just some random. He won a match with uh, multiple. He won a multiple men match for a championship opportunity. The way that they set this up with an ex world champion and his boy looking at it and saying, "Yo, it's your time." That felt like a moment, and I think that the collective IWC, we all felt that moment as well. So the way they set it up, it felt like a moment. And we're all here for it. We all know that it's long overdue. I mean, people forget that he was an NXT champion, so they obviously see something in him. And an Intercontinental champion. Don't forget that either. And an Intercontinental champion. And, you know, the the act has been stale for some time, but I obviously understand why they didn't break them up because they were making so much money off of them. And I like the idea that they didn't break them up. And I don't want to go too far down this path, but I think that it's a it's a good lesson for young black kids out there watching wrestling to say, hey, man, if you stick together, you stay positive, you work hard, good things are going to happen. You know what I mean? I, I think that's a valuable lesson for young black kids to be able to learn from this New Day thing as opposed to them breaking up and there being dissension and jealousy and stuff like that. So I think this is the right way to go. And they proved it with the Kofi thing. So I'm interested to see what they do with Big E from here on out. I hope they push him to the moon. Because with all due respect to Braun Strowman, his title reign ain't been it. The Fiend's title reign wasn't it. So you might as well try something new. Yeah, because their ratings are knocking it out of the park with what they got going on right now, right? Oh, yeah. They're gangbusters, yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're hitting on all cylinders at this particular point in time. And it gives me a reason to watch SmackDown that doesn't involve Sasha or Bailey. 
with no disrespect to SmackDown because the wrestling's been pretty good. It, the wrestling has actually been really good. But, hell, we get good wrestling matches, what, four or five times a week, depending on what week it is and if there's a pay-per-view or whatnot. So, I mean, you got to bring a little something more to the table than that. Uh, that's a solid point. And I, I don't have much else to add to it since I don't watch that much WWE, as we all know. I did I did catch that, obviously. It was nice, aside from the... did Now, may, maybe... I was drunk and misheard. Did Kofi <laughs> say, put your meat on my meat? That's that New Day shit, man. I wouldn't have chose that verbiage, but that's that New Day shit. So <laughs> I did hear it right. Okay, so aside from that, yes, I, I like the uh, I like the concept. So, Bray, I mean, so we got, we got Biggie and Braun, right? Yeah. Bray costs Braun, and then... Biggie turns afterwards when Kofi wants a title shot. Like Biggie's success here is flipping his character and becoming heel because Kofi didn't. No, they're yes. not gonna break them up. Yes, like, they're not I, going I, to I break them. I, they yes. don't want to be broken up. Oh, I think you this totally I, sets I, I that up. No, but they you need, know, they they need a better baby face on they, SmackDown. No, okay. he come back. That the new day make shirts and no, cereal and whatever the hell else they're chilling. They make hella money, man. That's why they haven't broke up, even though the act got stale and they didn't really know what to do with them and they were treading water for a while so they just threw the title tag titles back on them. They make boo bucks off of that new you're, day stuff. You're making, the same re- you're making the same argument I always made for why a Cena heel turn would be great, but it's never going to happen. But... Yeah. But... They can still run the New Day game with Kofi and Xavier, even though Biggie flips, and he can come back, and it gets even bigger again. Well, that's the X factor: is Xavier Woods' pending return. That's got to be getting close, right? I have no idea, and I haven't heard any updates about it because he tore his Achilles, right? Also right. depends on how well his Twitter campaign goes to be part of the uh, the new G4 TV launch. Which yes. he loves his video games and Which, with yeah. Kenny, back Kenny, o- and... Kenny Omega endorsed him. Whoop de do. Well, I'm just saying it's a wrestling <laughs> show. I mean, actually, it's a cooking show, so Emeril Agassi uh, endorsed him. Bam! Good job. Uh, now he's <laughs> in. Now he's in. Oh man, you know the the Big E thing. I think like like Platt saying we've all kind of wanted it for a while. You have to keep in mind, like like Platt was saying, also. He is a former NXT champion. He is a former Intercontinental champion. He's had it. It's not like he's never had a singles run. Um, he hasn't had a singles run since this whole New Day success went down, and he developed this tremendous personality. So, yeah, he's got the charisma that neither Braun nor Bray or The Fiend or really anybody on SmackDown other than AJ Styles has. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with him. I want, I, I want to see him get into... Um, you know the the one of the title pictures. I mean, what's you know you got AJ Styles. Give me AJ versus Biggie for the Intercontinental Championship. I, I'm not going to complain about that. You know, while Braun and Bray and the Fiend are beating the shit out of each other in some swamp fight in New Jersey or something like that, then then let it go. You know that sort of thing. But I'm I'm I, I want to see what Biggie does. It's it, it's weird that they kind of gave him like this six week time. Look, I'm going to be out for six weeks, so you got a month and a half to make this work. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, then we're just going to put the new day back together, and, and there and there you go. So, 
But it, yeah, like 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 Platt said, it's something we've all wanted for a while. We've all wanted to see. Okay, well, let's see what Big E can do. Kofi had that great run last year. My only concern with that is 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 if we're being honest, Kofi's run was as great as it was because a lot of that had to do with Daniel Bryan. And don't not taking anything away from Kofi, Daniel was the perfect antagonist at that time to push Kofi to that next level. And, and I don't know if there's anybody strong enough on SmackDown right now who is going to be able to replicate that and catapult Big E to where we all want him to go. And you're making my point for me. That's why the heel turn post-win, moving forward into the next pay-per-view, like at the culmination of that pay-per-view, that's the catapult. That's the story. Now, I, I, I 100% agree with what Dave said, man. And Daniel Bryan, he showed a lot of ass in that feud, and he did everything he could to make Kofi look as strong as possible. He, so he does deserve, deserve, deserve a lot of credit about that. My counter to that is Big E can actually talk on the mic. Kofi got more comfortable, but, like, Big E is levels ahead of him. Because mm-hmm. we, we saw it during the Kofi Mania yeah. thing, man, when yeah. he got pissed off and he actually showed some fire on the mic. He got into that preacher man bag and he showed some real fire on the mic. I don't think you need a strong heel. I think if he gets pissed off enough or you you create the angle good enough, he can talk them into the building. He, he can talk good enough to where you say, "Yeah, I want to see this guy triumph." What he if he has that? Okay, so here have you guys heard? You guys have read the dirt sheets and everything else. They want to do a new version of the nation, right? Well, according to Meltzer, that's been scrapped, but take that for what you will. Well, let, yeah, let, I will. It's so I will. Around. Let's I, say that. I, I, w- I will take that for what I will and continue talking. Um. <laughs> but remember, they said the same shit around the time that the New Day formed, too. Right. So, so this a lot isn't of. A new rumor, right. Know? But then people think maybe that's kind of MVP's thing, what's going on. But what if they're waiting and Big E is going to do that? I mean, would that be something you'd be interested in? Someone that can talk, someone that can lead. You can't do the nation of domination right now, man. As fragile as race relations are in this country, you can't do that. That would be completely tone deaf. You just you just can't. Yes, would I love it? Yes, but you, you can't do that right now. You're a corporately you're a publicly traded company. You just can't. I just want to ask the and question it- because don't you think that he would be perfect? Like in an, an enhanced Ron Simmons role where he can actually still make it happen, still be the leader. He can be Rock and Ron Simmons all in one for a group like that. They're not breaking up the New Day, Tony. They're they breaking up the New money. Day. I can't wait till we do that show after they break up the New Day. It's going to be the best fucking day. You know of my what? Life. I, what I want to see more than the Nation of Domination. Here, here's here's your heel turn, Tony. This would have bigger impact than the New Day breaking up. Big E wins the Universal Championship. He's celebrating in the ring. He turns around. Roman Reigns returns and spears the shit out of him. Suddenly, Roman's a heel. Big E's defending the title, and now you've got, now you've got something that would be compelling. I could smoke a bag of that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy booking. Yeah. That's not part, bad at all, though. Two. Yeah. I mean, if you want to bring Roman back with the biggest impact possible, then you have This is my yard now. Thank you. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. It is his yard now. So, I mean, yeah, just have Roman come back and ruin everything. Uh, and then everybody gets what they want. You know, you want to turn Roman heel and you're looking for the right vehicle to do that? 
pop a rating, get some people interested. You got to wait for you, for a crowd though to do that. I don't think you do that without a crowd. Well, that's the thing about the Big E push as well, man. To go over as well without a crowd. I think the crowd because the New Day is such crowd favorites, man. I think you kind of need a crowd to pop for that moment when it actually happens. But hell, man, we don't know when we're gonna get crowds back again. So. I think that would also work best if we wait for whichever Oos was injured too to be able to come back too, because one of one of them's on the shelf with a knee injury or leg injury of some sort, right? I think so. I, Jimmy, I think he might have popped you. his Achilles as well. I can he? I can tell them apart. Platt unbelievably can't. Dave, you can tell I the Oos. I can't either. Platt. Really? Seriously? Come on, guys. You I, really can't tell well, the difference I between mean, Jimmy and Jay. One of them. I can't, has, even, I don't, tell, I can't, I can't even tell. Know the difference. There's a difference there. One of them has a gorgeous black woman on his arm. That's how I tell the difference. Now, and the other one has a criminal means... record. Right? I feel like Rick Moranis <laughs> in Spaceballs right now. I thought they were one of the Surrounded same, by actually. assholes. Oh, shit, I think you're right. I think they are one of the same. They might be. <laughs> they might Drinking Trump and beautiful black woman is the same Uso. Oh, God. It's like the Olsen twins all over again. Which one's playing who? <laughs> shit, that sounds like me. <laughs> Idio, does anybody have anything else to say on this topic because I really want to hear Andrew's thoughts on this next topic because I need him to explain to me what in the bloody hell is going on with this I want to I want to I want to wrap this one up with uh 30 seconds or less on Biggie being a champion and I'll start and we'll go to Andrew Dave and Platt you can finish is I'm looking forward to it Heal or face, I hope it's heal. I'm sorry, but I can see the return of him to the New Day being big money. I'd like to see him stay face. The only thing I don't want is to him bring that fucking stupid singlet he had with the lion head over his dick. That looked so fucking <laughs> bad during Roar. that Ziggler AJ kind of keeping thing. So none, none of that again. Dave, I want to see him. I want to see him stay face and uh, dethrone AJ Styles. I, w- I would be cool with that. I-, I don't know about the universal title, but let him beat AJ. This is what we've always wanted. We've talked about this for years, and now we're on the precipice of getting it. I'm interested to see where they go with this. I hope they strike the rocket to him and see what they have in him because you don't know until you know. So let's just yeah take it all the way to the top and see what happens. And they're not breaking up the new day. They make way too much money. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Okada, 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 Okada. Oh, wait, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, that's right, the topic. Um, speaking of Okada, he had a, uh, as he put, a controversial idea. And there, there, there's a couple beautiful layers to this idea, but let, let's go over the idea first. He wants to start a King of Pro Wrestling tournament, essentially. 
So he's calling it a title, but there's not going to be a belt. It's just going to be a tournament held, and there's going to be a winner, and the winner defends the the trophy or the the namesake, whatever you want to call it, throughout the year until they lose or until the next tournament is officially kicked off. That part's a little foggy for me. But the beauty of the tournament itself is that it's it's like King of the Ring meets Cyber Sunday because you you are a king of pro wrestling in name and name only really because it's not like you get a belt and the cyber sunday effect is because fans get to vote on the stipulations so if it's naito versus okada let's just say naito wants a ladder match and okada wants a texas strap match then the fans are going to vote on which match it's going to be and then the match takes place based off a fan vote so it's clever, it's interesting, and the layer that I bring up is Okada is not very good with fan votes because as much as the whole the fans voted Naito out of the main event for Wrestle Kingdom 8 is a storyline for Naito, Naito faced Okada. So the fans didn't want to see Okada versus Naito main event Wrestle Kingdom 8 and they picked Nakamura Tanahashi. So Okada himself kind of has some... Uh, bad blood when it comes to fans voting for things so that adds to the controversial layer on why he even wants to incorporate that kind of concept all right so andrew bc david if you all will recall i think it was two weeks ago when the decision was made to put e put the two titles on evil and i made the statement i said that either ghetto is trying to drum up some some noise and some and some publicity around New Japan, or, or he just has way too much time on his hands. I, I think that it has been affirmed that the latter was true. And listen, I get it. I understand. There was no wrestling in Japan for a long time. Woman is halfway around the world and not with you. You got a lot of time on your hands. But ghetto. <laughs> Why don't you just develop a drinking problem like the rest of us have during this <laughs> pandemic? I mean, what the fuck type of in, in in some convoluted you talk all the time like if if WWE had come out with this, I don't want to be that guy, Drew, but you know if WWE would have did some goofy shit like this, you would have pulled down your pants on air and shat on it. I'm pretty sure know- I just equated it to two WWE things. So in, in a positive fashion you there was a positive tint spin on what you were saying sir there is a positive tone because it's an unknown with new japan word, new japan word. usually has a good good track record with putting good matches together even gimmick matches because gimmick matches aren't a big thing in japan plus the other way i look at it personally is it's an avenue to get interpromotional matches accomplished without needing to have too much, you know, handshaking because there was a big talk about doing a all-together show at some point this year and they never went through with it. Noah's under a new name. They're, they're, they're sort of new management because they got bought earlier this year by Cyber Agent. Now them and DDT are the same thing and All Japan's kind of in their own little funk. So this could be a way to get people from Noah or All Japan or Dragon Gate in for like a one-off match and just kind of hype up the Japanese scene and the Japanese fans who, as you said, didn't have anything for a couple months and 
they're slowly kind of returning to it. So it could fall flat on its face. If it sucks, I'm going to tell you it sucks. Because as you've seen, because I know you read at least some of what I write on thechairshot.com, I'm not always glowingly positive. If it's shit, it's shit. Like, Yoshihashi still sucks. I can't fucking tolerate him. And if the show's boring, I'll say the show's boring. But because I guess they have that good faith built in, whereas WWE has used up a lot of their good faith, well, with a lot of people in general. So that that's where I stand on it. So you expect me to believe that the dude that's living in his grandmother's basement, overweight, with the Cheeto crumbs in his beard and on his shirt right now, that's tweeting away about how New Japan is the best thing to ever happen in the world since, I don't know, Jesus Christ or whatever. You expect me to believe that they are going to understand what the bloody hell is going on in this whole thing. No, Let which alone, is why I'm no telling belt. you, and not the Cheeto boy from the basement. Yes, you're the uh, Cheeto, hey, hey, hey. Boy, Cheeto hey. boy on the main level. No, no, no. There, 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 there's some grapes. <laughs> there's no orange, Bubba. That's how that one works. There's no Cheeto dust in his beard. Dave, get in here, man. Talk some sense into this guy, please, and thank you. Pot is war, <laughs> Cheeto boy? <laughs> yeah. Cheeto boy for the win, man. Uh, I, I mean, I read this thing, and, and I was just like, you know... <laughs> NJPW's got the wrestlers to pull this off. I don't. I don't have a lot of concerns about the fact that these guys could uh, adjust on the fly to the match. I- Andrew, correct me or, or enlighten me. So, is it just the two guys pick a stipulation and then the fans vote on the stipulation, or can the fans come up with any crazy shit that they think of? The way it was presented in the press conference is that the stipulations are presented from the wrestlers involved. Okay, because that, no, that you, was my. You, you, you can't have the fans picking stipulations, Dave. They they watch pornography over there where the ladies getting fucked by an octopus. Okay, and her, nobody's and gonna have release the kraken. Tentacle tentacle porn submission match. We're not a hockey show. We can't talk about the krakens right now. Release the kraken. That'd be a good match stipulation. Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> something something you. A whole different kind of angle, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I mean, I, I applaud them for trying to do something different. I, I, I see that th- this could be. It really depends on what kind of matches that the wrestlers are coming. Okay, here's the options, and let these idiots pick on something. Uh, th- that could be fun. It could be fun. It is. It is a little too WWE for for my taste compared to what NJPW is notorious for, which is not so much that bullshit. Um, but, you know, if they, if they want to try something different, let them try something different. They're going to aren't they supposed to get fans back pretty soon? Like uh, there's going to be some show coming up where they're going to have a few fans. They already least. did. They the, already did. The Cup Finals and Dominion had fans and their current tour has been having, I think, 50 percent occupancy because there's like two seats between everybody. 50% more than we're having. That's for damn sure. True. 500% more than we're having. We're <laughs> mathematical about it. But, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've always liked NJPW. I, you know, their roster obviously got a little... Uh, I stopped, kind of drifted away from them once AEW got formed because a lot of the people I liked were over there. But, uh, you know, I, if you're right and this is a way to do interpromotional matches between the various promotions in, in Japan and get more people involved and, and do it in a way that 
the stakes aren't quite so high and it's easily you know you can protect your your people from one promotion to the next saying okay he lost in this bullshit kind of stipulation match that the fans screwed him out of therefore it's not really a loss even though it kind of is then that's great i mean and then in the last the the fatal it's going to be a regular fatal four-way at the end right isn't that how they're going to do it to the side champion the winner of every match is going to be in a traditional fatal four-way yes so i mean to me it's weird but why not (laughs) to me it seems like they can easily control the stipulations they put up if they don't want fans to vote for a certain thing can be ready for both and it seems like the perfect way and that's what i Go ahead. That was my concern. My concern was like, if they're just going to open it up to fans, fans say, hey, we want a Hell in a Cell match. I was like, fuck, we don't have anything here to build a Hell in a Cell match. No, I mean, if they can control the stipulations, then it definitely the fans voting will determine what stipulation is going to happen. And to me, it seems like with the uncertainty of what's happening moving forward, right? Because we're far from being out of the woods or even seeing the clearing, is why not have something that gets the fans more involved so that they don't mind not being able to go to a show, but they still have something to look forward to because they feel a part of what's going to happen at the next show. To me, it seems like... Or in a way, it makes them more invested to go if people are still on the fence about risking Corona or not wanting to go to a show with only 50%. You know, if you get to vote on if it's a chairs match or if it's a steel cage match and your, your choice wins then you might go to the box office and pick up a, a, a walk-up kind of ticket and, and enjoy the show that way. 100% agree. Yeah, hey. I think Tunney, go ahead. Go ahead, no, no, go ahead, Dave, please. No, I just, I think Tunney's got a, a good point, you know, getting the fans more involved. Um, this is something neither WWE or AEW is really doing because the fans aren't there. And, and there's not a whole lot of fan interaction between the fan base and what they're doing at the shows right now it's just kind of hey we hope you guys tune in and then you look at raw's ratings like well i guess they're not (laughs) and so you know you got and if njpw is going to do that say hey look we want to get the fans more invested not just the people there but just our fan base in general then that and that's good for the business it's good for the promotion to kind of make people feel because the biggest problem with this, this pandemic has been the disconnect that a lot of us have had from this product we've watched for years. How big of a rating would WWE get if they did a Cyber Monday, where they where they did what they used to do? And we all knew it was bullshit, but we still tune in to see what they're going to put up there and what they're going to put out there. It, it's just amazing that they've missed the boat this many times with something like this. And it, it finally is taking New Japan to implement something like this. And, and big-time kudos, and I don't mean that as a slight in any way, but big-time kudos to Okada and the wrestling promotion out there in Japan that's getting it done. So you guys have kind of talked me into this a little bit. I'm not going to lie. So number first and foremost, man, no disrespect to the Asian delegation, man. I, I know I was playing with your porn and stuff like that, but over here in the United States for the past few years, we've been on some incest shit. Black so it's not as if this country and me represent my country. <laughs> I, I'm not standing on, yeah. you know, some solid Never campaign manager, like, by It way. is what it is. We all have our cakes, right? But, number one, it is something different. It is something new. And New Japan, they did lose a lot of steam with the mass exodus between AEW starting up and even dating back to, you know, the Good Brothers and AJ and Nakamura and stuff like that, leaving for the E. So they have to do something to try to get their name back out there and get a buzz about their product a little bit. So, I mean, they're trying something different. I I think it sounds convoluted and goofy. 
I think it's going to come across convoluted and goofy, but as I said a few weeks ago, I have more faith in Ghetto than any other wrestling booker in the world right now. So if anybody can make this work, even though I think it's convoluted and goofy, it's him. So stay tuned. And they do have the workers to pull this off, so stay tuned. And let's also remember that it might not be a New Japan thing too often, but there are convoluted and goofy matches, and they're going back to the baseball stadium in Jinju, where the last time they were in there was 1999. And I could be wrong, but I'm fairly sure there was an exploding barbed wire death match in the middle of a baseball field. I think it probably involved Onita. So I, I'm going to have to double check my facts on that. But they do gimmick matches once in a while. So if this takes place in the baseball stadium, at least some of it, it's not like gimmicks are completely far into New Japan. Just they've steered away from them a little bit over the last few years since they've come back to prominence. So, like, are people going to, like, be in a bar and beat the shit out of each other and be able to win the match but walk away to do something oh wait AEW already did that i'm sorry i mean there's hey, a before... lot of people just walking away doing nothing and people being in the wrong spot in AEW so that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> before we get out of here man i'd be remiss if i didn't bring up um i've been hearing rumblings and rumors that antonio Inoki hasn't been in the best shape health wise so just shout out to Inoki and his family and we pray that he kicks out and we're going to take a collective drink to Anoki. Yep, cheers. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. gentlemen we want to talk about an american icon uh, a true celebrity a great guy a great uh, family man uh, i think jimmy fallon said it best so i'm going to play this right now uh, hey everyone this past weekend we lost an absolute legend tv host and our good friend regis philbin passed away at 88 years old uh, regis got a start as an nbc page at the tonight show right here when steve allen was the host uh, but the big break for him was in 1967 when he became famous as the sidekick on the Joey Bishop show. Uh, he could do everything. He could sing. He, he was funny. Uh, he was really funny. Uh, he was an entertainer. Uh, he always uh, was game to do a bit or dress up. He would do anything for a laugh. Uh, I loved him. 
My grandparents loved him. Uh, they introduced me. My mom and dad loved him. Between his early career and his time on Regis and Kathy Lee and Regis and Kelly, he was part of all of our lives. Uh, he would tell funny stories about his night out in Manhattan the night before and then tell them with such humor and class and grace. And uh, personally, I love that he never forgot his Irish roots. And as someone who grew up in an Irish family, I can relate to all of those stories. Uh, when I started to become famous on Saturday Night Live and people would ask, what's it like when people recognize you on the street? I would be like, uh, I, I feel like Regis. And everyone understood that. There was no need for explanation because he was the king of New York. Uh, I was lucky enough to be on his show as a guest and he was also on my show numerous times. We got to know each other pretty well. Uh, he'll be remembered as a genuinely nice person, a funny human, a good husband, father, and grandfather. And uh, he always had that smile. And when Irish eyes are smiling, They'll steal your heart away. Regis, we'll miss you. I first was introduced to Regis when I was uh, a boy, <laughs> basically. And uh, Regis and Kathy Lee, right? And I remember multiple wrestler interactions. Hogan, Warrior, uh, uh, Perfect, Yokozuna, Jim Cornette. Fuck Jim Cornette. Um, among others. You know, Cena later on. Uh, and he was always, and it, it, even if it was a sports star or somebody that had uh, something physical that they were doing or a scientific experiment or a cooking segment, Regis wanted to be involved. I don't know how many times he wanted the wrestler to put them in his move, right? Like, he, he just, he had it. He had that X factor. Did he not, Chris? No, he certainly did, man. And I did a little bit of research about this because I remember, you know, watching Regis and Kathy Lee and ultimately Regis and Kelly Ripa, and they would always have wrestlers on, and he would always put them over. Like, you know, sometimes when wrestlers go on mainstream platforms, it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek, but Regis put them over strong. And, I mean, he, you know, he did some things with WWE as well. I know, I think he's been at a WrestleMania or two. I think he was probably one of the guest hosts when they had that weird, uh, you know, raw era where they, where they had the guest host. But, again, I did a little bit of research, man, and, you know, his connection to wrestling goes all the way back to his time, I believe, in San Francisco in maybe the 60s. He would have... Uh, classy Freddie Blassie when he was still wrestling he would have him on his programs regularly and they ended up becoming good friends because every time he would have classy Freddie on those would be the highest rated shows so that's kind of where his connection with the wrestling industry started so you know they kind of grew up together and he always had respect for the wrestling industry and that's why whenever they were on their shows it, it wasn't like other shows he he had respect for the industry and I mean, the guy is a legend. He or he was a legend. I mean, the guy. There's not many people in society, especially celebrities, that have a 100% approval rating. And I feel like Regis was one of those people. And R.I.P. The guy was a legend. I think, like with Regis, the thing I remember about him was. Uh... He interviewed The Undertaker at WrestleMania 7. That was the one that I that stands out to me. I think like, and that's where the streak began. Was at WrestleMania 7, and, and you know the, that was early in Taker's days, and, and and that sort of thing with him and Paul Bearer and that sort of thing. And Taker didn't do a lot of talking back then. Certainly not as much as he's doing now. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, but uh, 
but I, I remember Regis there. I mean, there were some other uh, other appearances here and there. I think like he was on Raw 1000 or something like that. He had a, a part in that. But yeah, I think I think Platt, what he said is is very true. Uh, celebrities don't get a hundred percent approval rating. Regis was one of the ones who came pretty close to that. I don't know too many people had anything bad to say about him. Um, you know, if you could put up with Kelly Ripa for as many years as he did, the man's a saint. He should be sainted, <laughs> for Christ's sake. You know, that's that's all I got to say about about Regis. Rest in peace. He'll be missed. He was a, a tremendous, just a great personality, charismatic, funny, fun to listen to, fun to tune into. So, yeah, he will uh, definitely be missed. And had a good run. 88, man, that's not a bad run, man. If I, yeah. God willing, I make it to 88, I'm going to consider that a blessing. I'm, I'm holding out for 100, but, you know. If I make it to 68, I'll be damn surprised. <laughs> I was going to say, if I make it to 60, that'll be a blessing. But, uh, yeah. No, everything you guys said, I can't really pontificate on much better than that. Regis is, he's affected everybody, even if you're not a wrestling fan, from... You know, who wants to be a millionaire? Because that was everybody's favorite game show for the longest time. You know, How I Met Your Mother was a really popular show for the last decade. And he had one of the more memorable episodes there talking about a fucking burger that him and Marshall both went to the same hole in the world, join in in fucking New York. And he was acting angry and aggressive. So you saw like the side of Regis that wasn't really Regis, which are made you, it funnier. Are you saying he had an attitude of aggression? Wow. Oh, yes, that was good. That's a good one. Nice one, Tunny. Thanks for the cheap plug, baby. <laughs> your but, your first-class ticket is still waiting for you at uh, Milwaukee's International boy. Airport. I'll plug you, but I won't shit on you. <laughs> now you got to find a Green Bay, bitch. That's, that's, that's another title. It's Fall Man. Possibilities are endless. Pot is more. I'll plug you, but I won't shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a winner. That's fantastic. Yeah, that that's pretty good too. But yeah, so m- much like his entire career, it was filled with laughs and you know levity and jovial kind of attitude. So he was 88. It was a good run. Let's not sulk too much because he'd probably not want anybody to cry over his stuff. He'd probably be making jokes at his own funeral if he could. So it's a damn damn shame, but you know. Life catches up with everybody. Nobody gets out of life alive. Death is undefeated. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, all, all you know, all due respects to Regis Philbin, and I know I probably just butchered his name, but shout out to Regis, man. Uh, literally a television legend, and you will be missed, man. That's all we can say. We, you will be missed, and you will be remembered. And every time I turn on the network and I see you doing something goofy on there, I'll have a little smile for Regis. Anywho, that being said, uh, Mr. Ungar, since you are our guest this evening, why don't you let the good folk... Number one, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. This was a blast. You have an open invitation anytime you want to come back on the show. You already know your family, man. You know that. But let the good folks know where they can find you, sir, and everything you got going on. Well, shit, since I'm not doing my own podcast that much anymore, I'll just keep coming on your guys' thing. You guys are award-nominated, so all I can do is just draft off See, he knows. I know. <laughs> I say you know, it enough. I, I try. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just drafting off you guys here. But I and mean, then, you, you know what? Check. I don't have to pull it down for a whole another year because they're not—they canceled the awards this year. So we'll leave it all the way up till 2021. 
go. Sorry, sorry. Just sorry. let it, just sorry. let it roll, man. I told you I talk about uh, it. If you want to check me out on Twitter, it's at attitude ag. That is at attitude attitude agg or on facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. And of course, if you're into nerd culture, comics, movies, all that fun stuff, make sure you're checking out at bandwagon nerds. Also on thechairshot.com on the entertainment section of things. That's about it. If you guys haven't checked out Bandwagon Nerds, man, you're slipping. It's a great show. You'll have a lot of fun if you're into pop culture, nerd stuff, man. Sometimes I'm on there. Sometimes Tunney's on there. But it's really a great show, and we always have a fun time. So, yeah, y'all need to go holler at Bandwagon Nerds. Please and thank you. Thank you. And please, Mr. Blast, what about you, sir? Andrew needs an invitation to Bandwagon Nerds. That's for sure. You guys should have the Blast Brothers on. Oh, that would be awesome. It's like the Mario Brothers, but different. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we know who has to be Luigi because he's the little one. So, hey, it works itself out. I'll wear red. It'd be fun. But, no, so you can find me on the Twitter at uh, IWC Warchief and doing Impact New Japan other Japanese promotion reviews and kind of dusting off the whole opinion article thing on the chairshot.com last one I was did was about the Motor City Machine Guns and I, I think I might focus on the, the impact side of things a little more since they're, they're a little more on the positive side of the game at the moment at least with the, the love from the, the IWC and uh, they've got a lot of stuff going on a lot of new faces so should be something fun to look forward to well, it's like I said last week, though, Andrew, the bloom is already off that rose. I watched that match last week, the main event with the Good Brothers, and yeah, it was it was meh. Well, not last week, Tuesday, but yeah. That was what said, well, yeah, that was meh, because it was setting yeah. up a bigger angle with Ace and uh, Fulton, but I, I don't disagree. It wasn't a great way to end things, but... I mean, Wrestle House still. That that's good cheesy parody bullshit in a in a wonderful burrito taco kind of just. Mm. And Tommy Dreamer doing that Edge and Christian awesome show reeks of awesomeness or that kind of humor. That I'm I'm here for that. Touche, touche. That was good shit. Um, <laughs> yes. Would you like to let the good folks know where they can find you? Yes. Uh, first of all, I want to do. I, I I don't normally do this. I'm been quick winded right. lately. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. You can do that. Um, Quick, winded. <laughs> what you 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 say two words and you start breathing hard? Is that what you're saying? No, he has late. been succinct, is what you meant to say. I've been brief lately, <laughs> but today I want to talk a little bit about. Chair shot. Network. Yeah, I know you guys love that one. You you love that so much. I do. I thought it was uh, a great job. He to God. That's his stairway to heaven. You know what I mean? That's his Zeppelin stairway to heaven. But, he swears but Chris, to God. That's is that his better work. or worse than Soda's Rule? One day I'm going to show up and they're both going to have a, a sign behind them that says no stairway to heaven, much like Wayne's World. Anywho, <laughs> until that happens, I will play that. So that's what it takes to get rid of it. Um... I want to shout out to Badlands podcast and Five Rounds. Uh, Mags is doing a great job. Uh, shout out to them on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Obviously, we got Greg DeMarco's show. We got Miranda. We got uh, The Reaction, uh, other things. We got Three Man Weave going on. Bandwagon Nerds, yes, 100%. Amazing. Excellent podcast. A Winner Is You, brand new video podcast. Video game podcast, I'm sorry. D 
DWI, we're trying to do new things, and I'm just really happy in the direction we're going. We got the entertainment, we got the sports. Go ahead, Andrew. No, I was just going to say, since you want to plug chair shot stuff that's not our stuff, did you see the uh, the newest kind of breaking news information about the newest podcast to join Chair Shot Radio Network that Greg just kind of shared and they shared on their Facebook page? If it's on Facebook, probably not. So it is, I, I could say it for you if you, if you want me to. <laughs> it's the Turnbuckle Please Talk do. podcast with Joe and Carl, apparently literally as of two hours ago so when we started recording this and you know we don't shut up and then we have dave here too so that just adds to the wonderful you know cacophony of fun and just beautiful talk of discussion and just debauchery so uh it's only been an hour and a half yes but that's as long as i've been drinking just two hours that's it i don't like to start too early come on I'm not you. I'm not going to be two pitchers of margaritas I, into the show. I, Look, that was Andrew one just time. broke out the word cacophony. That's got to count for something. Yeah, he's been saving it up for a while. We know that. Come on now. He's been listening to Rush lyrics again. I can tell. Depends on the song, but, you know, Rush is not a bad thing to pull lyrics from. He's been known to so, snap uh, it. Come on, man. Oh. Cut this shit, man. I've been so, using big words this whole time, step, man. Step you into the limelight, everybody. Hey, guys, guys and Andrew's known for two things. Andrew's known for two things. All no, right, so you're all being no. obtuse and obfuscatory right now. Listen. Stop it. Andrew's, Andrew's known I for... I can use words. I just don't want to. <laughs> you're known for two yeah, things. Slapping the bass. <laughs> You're missing it. You're known for two things, slapping the bass and... I butt chug salt water all the time. Bob. Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you brought that back. But yeah, so the Turnbuckle Talk podcast with are Joe you? Carl are you glad? is recently... I butt chug salt water all the time. How glad are you now? No, I don't, I don't know I how they'd appreciate you. I butt chug salt water all the time. Up. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Yeah, you don't step on the plugs, Tony. Come on now. I, this isn't even me just getting myself over. You're stepping over sight stuff. What happens when Greg listens to this? Ooh, nothing. Ooh. Nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing comes be before that. entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, sports does, especially in the way we do the plugs. It's sports and entertainment. It's actually sports and and come before entertainment. I butt chug salt water all the time. Don't play with me. All right, fuck off and do your plugs, goddammit. <laughs> I'm done. It's he on you. Plug, we're wrap- yeah, we're wrapping it up now. You got something else to say? Before yeah, he does. He's got one last thing here. to say. I butt chug salt water all the time. <laughs> Anywho, you all protect me against me. the corona pretty good, motherfucker, so shut up. Goddamn. Well, well played. She's still getting some speed, motherfucker. Oh, come on, Drew. That's classless. Come on, Drew. Shout out to Lance Russell, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, you still glad you came on the show? I wouldn't dare miss it, man. This is this is too much good stuff. It's like the AMPM of podcasts right here. It's like the Red Green Show. Slant loves the plug PBS. Hey. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Speaking of PBS, man, you guys can find me at The Real C Plat on Twitter, but more importantly, we depend on listeners like you to make sure that we can provide this content that you love so much day in and day out at the chair shot. And the best way to do that and support us is going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, rather. I beg your pardon. Pick up a t-shirt or two or three. What the hell? I'm going to say it one more time because I've been drinking, so I want to make sure I get it out well. Okay? ProWrestlingTees.com. You were that close. Shot. You were so close. I was. I, I started so great, didn't I? And then it just fizzled at the we end. We all witnessed it. It was, yeah, it was like the greatest fizzle in human history. But seriously, man, all jokes aside, man, make sure you guys go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. If you enjoy the content that we do provide day in and day out at the chair shot, make sure we keep doing it. And the best way to make sure we keep doing it is pick up a t-shirt and support us. Remember, the chairshot.com. We're not just a website, we're a movement. Hey, Mr. Dave Unger, thanks for coming on. For Mr. Dave Unger... For Andrew Belaz, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, for the big, big hurt Frank Thomas, <laughs> and yes. get them old. <laughs> get him. Get that them old. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you guys for tuning in to the latest edition of Potter's War. We'll be back next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until next time, shalom. Hit it, Carly. Yo, man, y'all literally popped me because I thought I was the only person that had saw those Frank Thomas commercials and got a kick out of them. So that was hilarious to me. <laughs> right, text your fuck to 321-321 and, you know, you'll get a free sample. <laughs> so, Frank, how do you find time to work out and still be so fat? <laughs> Bacon and eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.